But I think one time I said, hey, dad, if I don't build houses like you, I think I'd like to be a real estate agent. He was like, son, the last thing you want to be is a realtor. <laughs> Alex Zablewski. Um, I've known Alex for over three years, I'd say. Yeah, at least. At least three. You've worked with us. been working together for about three years and then probably from Apex, maybe right around there too. Yeah, right around the same time. Um, and Alex is uh, killing it in Texas. Um, he's a killer and he's also started getting into some like multifamily real estate stuff. So we thought it'd be cool having Alex on because I know a lot of people in solar want to get, you know, for some people solar is the end game, but for some people it's, you know, just a vehicle to do other things and buy properties and businesses and stuff like that. So, um, plus Alex has like the best, uh, meme game in the world. Maybe, maybe not the world. You just post funny stuff. Your stories make me laugh. You know, it's people like you who inspire me to keep posting mm. memes every single day. So, could promote the business every single day, but why do that when you can, you know, put a little smile on someone like yours face, just like that. You can post memes. Yeah. If you can, fo follow my the Instagram, AlexZBO, if you want your daily, daily meme take. Yeah, they're great. You just steal them. You don't have to credit Alex because he doesn't credit himself, and he just stole them from somewhere else anyway, so... Yeah. Re recycle. All right, we're we're in solar. We keep we recycle. Okay, we don't steal. We recycle. We're renew renewable memes. How about that? Steal like an artist. Renewable memes out here. All right, she get tax credit. There we go. Um, cool. So, Alex, how long have you been in sales? Let's start. Let's start there. Oh, honestly, man. I actually had my first sale. I read a book, Four Hour Work Week. Went right in high school. Started a uh, drop shipping company selling supplements oh, right. online called HighSchoolSupplements.com, and that lasted for a full like six months and went out of business. So I feel like that was kind of like my first. Besides, you know, I mean, doing Boy Scout stuff, sure. um, selling coupon books for football, those kind of things. But got into door door sales when I was nineteen. 19. Well, let's go back to this dropshipping company. Did you make money or did, did it just kind of all wash out? It, it Honestly, it's one of those things when you're 18, you read, have, you, have you read the book Four Hour Work, work Week before? I, like a long, before I started Prospect Bacon, I just made a note to like go back and read it again. It's a great one, especially for mindset. And of course, 18, you don't know what the hell you're doing anyways. Yeah. And so I, I turned 18 my senior year of high school. My dad owned a, uh, owns a construction company, and so every summer since I was probably 11, 12 years old, I was doing 40 to 60-hour weeks on the construction side. So, yeah. And he actually paid me pretty good. So I always had money in high school just from working sure. a lot in summer, but it sucked working that. And it kind of taught me, too. I was like, hey, I don't really want to work with my hands. I don't like waking up yeah. at 5 a.m. and doing construction and stuff like that. And I saw the other, you know, the land developers come in and my dad was the one obviously, my dad was a land developer too, but he also did the construction side and you yeah. see the other guys, they're all nice and clean, looking good, <laughs> making great money. I was like, I, I think that's, that's the side I want to be cool. on right there. I want to be, yeah, my dad actually built houses. Um, he passed away when I was younger, but he did like custom houses and I remember being like eight years old 
And the guy I was most, I knew I wanted to run the company, but I think one time I said, hey, dad, if I don't build houses like you, I think I'd like to be a real estate agent. He was like, son, the last thing you want to be is a, is a realtor. <laughs> <laughs> realtor, man, that's a grind. That is a grind right there, 100%. Um, so interesting four hour work week kind of showed you, you know, maybe, maybe there's an easier way. The concept behind that, right. Is make as much money in a little amount of time and then go enjoy life. And and so it kind of just kind of shifted the the paragram paradigm a little bit. You know what I mean? I'm just like, Oh, that's really good because obviously I think it's a lot more with our generation, but you've seen kind of the generation before us, you know, their number one goal is just to make as much money as possible. They kind of care less about values and stuff like that versus the seventies. You know, those people, they cared a little more about their values than how much money. And so, it was kind of one of those things, like I said, my dad owned a construction company. He was yeah. working 60 hours weeks. So it was hard to kind of see him. And so I was like, oh, man, it'd be nice just to work a lot, make a lot of money, and then have time off, be able to do other things. And what, what does the door-to-door recruiter tell you, right? You know what I mean? Right. Oh, yeah, you're going to make all this money. You don't have to work yeah. the rest of the year. Come be a millionaire. So, What did your dad think of the four-hour work week? My dad, honestly... He was, he's still an entrepreneur, and so we yeah. watched Shark Tank growing up. We we cool. did those kind of things. Now, as far as starting a, a high school supplements, it was all natural supplements. So this is 2006. Yeah. And so it, it was actually – the timing was actually pretty good if I would have stuck with it now, yeah. now looking it back at it. Could have really uh, yeah. But, you know, it's different philosophies, right? Making money online versus the blue collar, wake up early, get the yeah. – the, the machines up and going, all that kind of good stuff. That's wild. I mean, 18, probably running out of everything out of a personal bank account, spending stuff as soon as you get it. Like, uh, oh, it's paid up, bought an LLC through, uh, is it not, not Zoom, legal Dr. Zoom, Rose, something like Zoom. that. They just yeah. first started. I remember spending $500 for that. I was like, oh, we're so legit here. And yeah. my first, first legal LLC right there, high school supplements. Well, now you know the genius supplements dot com. Was it a dot com? Dot com, yes, owned it all. Dot com, even not no dot net, nothing like that. Oof. Still have. Might it. have to look up that website, see see who took it, see if it's still available. Oh yeah, might be. I was wondering if you still had it. Um, cool. So went from that, and then door to door guy recruiter sold you on uh not hours and hours of hard work knocking doors because that's not not exactly i got I people doing i was late to church one day i went to byu out of high school i got kicked mm-hmm. out of byu but i went to byu and i was late for church one day and a buddy of mine aj steen said hey you going to this i was like yes i need a ride Hopped in, and that was like my first interaction with, with door-to-door. He was just like, oh, yeah, what are you doing this summer? Totally led me on. I, was like, I don't know what I'm doing this summer. Didn't even know this whole vivid door-knocking, all this kind of stuff. And he's like, oh, yeah, all these BMWs and Benzes are paid because people go door-to-door. I'm like, oh, this is crazy. Um, and then, weirdly enough, I got kicked out of BYU, went to Utah Valley University, which is another school over there. And became really good friends with Sam Taggart. Me and Sam actually became friends when I was at BYU. 
Um, and then, so I went to UVU. Me and Sam used to play basketball all the time. He knocked already a previous summer, made really good money. Yeah. Um, after UVU, I went to BYU-Hawaii, and Sam just came out and just chilled with me for like two to three weeks before he went on his mission, just slept on my floor. So Sam, Sam kind of definitely put the seed in right there. So yeah. Sam was like, oh, you got to come door knock and... I was like, all right. So after my semester at BYU-Hawaii, Sam went on his mission, or he probably would have recruited me. Um, and then I actually hit up my buddy AJ, who I met at BYU back in Provo. And he's like, oh, yeah, we're selling in California. ADT security system. It's the easiest sale ever. And nice. that was how I got in the door-to-door game. Dang. So got into door-to-door sales. Did you finish college? I did finish college. I did. I, I went to about five different colleges, kept on transferring around, but I went to Washington State University. Go Cougs, finally finished up. So nice. Accounting. Figure that one out. Yeah, there you go. That's, um, how much would you hate doing accounting full time? Um, man, there's some good apps to do it now. It's like, it's pretty, it's a grind. And that's another thing that got me in sales. My, my mom's an accountant. My brother-in-law, who's the smartest guy I know, does really, really well as an accountant. And he was just doing internships 60 hours a week in a cubicle. And I was like, uh, I'm making, you know, by the time I was like 23, 24, I was making six figures in the summer. I was like, yeah, I think I'm just going to start riding this out a little bit. So yeah, That makes a lot of sense. I mean, I remember I tried to finish like a technical degree for like four years and I remember like sitting down and my stepdad was talking to me and I just remember thinking like because I was just taking like one or two credits at a time like I was working full time I was like married because like I just knocked you around for like a direct tv like satellite dealer and I just remember thinking that I'm making the same or more money than I would be making like entry level positions in the degree I was like going for um, and it was just kind of like well you know what if I just went all in like which is a powerful thought I think um, so now that's super cool so and going to school after you've done sales is so tough. Like school, they want you, you know, write the longest essay possible, stretch out your idea. Sales, you got to condense that idea as much as yeah. possible. You think about making money and it just becomes a lot, extremely tough. And it's just not realistic too. You start going back to college and some of the courses are very applicable to, to life. And But some of them are just like, this is just so irrelevant to what's going yeah. on right now. You're either like really interested in it or you're just trying to get the credit. Because like, I think there is this idea, like there are some people who do really well in school and they're like just trying to do a good job, right? Um, and those people try to do a good job like everywhere they go. Um, but sales kind of, it accidentally turns you into an entrepreneur of some sort, like unless you just have the cushiest sales job in the world, maybe. But even then, like, still a lot of, a lot of crossover between sales and entrepreneurship. Like you're controlling your income, and college is almost about none of that. Like it's very much, <laughs> like it's it's programming. I think not. To oh, they're they're hundred percent, hundred percent, and you know. Looking back at it, 
the pros of college were meeting Sam Taggart, meeting my friends, yeah. the age, it's the networking that you get out of it, you know what I mean, and yeah. the friends that you have, and so that's where I, I look back at it, how many of those courses do I actually use day to day, you know what I mean, I, I'm good at Google spreadsheets, right, but besides that, it's just, if you're going to college, you're hearing this, you know what I mean, don't drop out of school, finish up, but just meet as many people as you can and enjoy it and just network and branch out. The networking baby. So, what got you from alarms to solar? So, did alarms actually just for one summer, and then okay. my buddy AJ Steen said, "Hey, you can come sell Dish Network Direct TV." So, yeah. I was in the TV game for for years Were doing that. What's up? Were you with Clear Home? Clear Home, yes sir, oh, yes sir. Okay. So, started at Dish One and was was rocking at, at Dish One for a year, and did then. You? Dan Speruzzi? Speruzzi? No, Dan Speruzzi is my boy, bro. Dan, Dan, Dan and Sierra, my, absolutely he love him. He through my town and tried to recruit me when and I was he, doing full-time door knocking. Man, you can't ask times. for a better manager than Dan, dude. Yeah. I think Dan, I Dan's as solid as they come. I was lazy. I was definitely lazy. I mean, year-round it's hard. Year-round is hard. Year-round is tough. I mean, markets always, you know having there's the right team around you we uh i mean that was kind of like our big breakthrough summer it was at clear home um me and my other another manager willie treadwell we did about 6500 accounts in the summer all direct tv uh, installed and that was just like like, oh man just going through texas everywhere we could and and then after that, we just started branching off, went to Dish Network. Um, we set set the record there at Dish Network for most sales. Um, so the, the DirecTV one was a record. Then we did that Dish Network. And then kind of after that, just rode, rode the TV wave. During COVID, it kind of ended with AT&T and all them. And uh, knew Justin Griffith. He, he was always a good one to, to, to know on Instagram and Facebook and just from the past other companies we've worked for and hit him up and he hooked me up with Pierre and... Obviously checked out some other companies, but Pierre had some good things going for him, so. Yeah. Oh, it was wild. What was your, like, because I, like, I worked for a local DirecTV dealer door-to-door, got tired of selling solar. I mean, sorry, of selling TV. Talked myself into a job at, like, like, basically train air conditioning corporate. It was, like, a franchise of train. Some dude in the 60s had bought, like, the franchise to train in North Carolina. So Hell was, yeah. Yeah, like a baller. Back in the <laughs> That's smart. Smart business. Shout out to Brady Train. But he, Brady. yeah, there were only like four people alive that like still had that going on. Really odd. <sighs> so worked at this kind of like bigger company doing like B2B sales and like account management for like basically two air conditioning contractors. And my old boss just started sending me like, hey, dude, you need to come back. Like, we're selling solar now. Like, because I, I wanted to get into solar because once I saw the commissions from AT&T and stuff start coming down, I was like, I remember we were at like a Dish Network thing and some guy was trying to recruit us to sell like add-on solar, like as a bolt-on. And uh, it was like the money like did not seem real. Um, I actually had probably like three or four encounters of like people trying to push me to sell solar before I finally went in and did it. And just that first commission check was just like, man, this is, this doesn't seem 
real. And it's almost like a curse, right? Because it's so much money in one transaction. <laughs> um, I, like, if you don't need much, you have to be really motivated to keep pushing, especially like self-gents. I mean, I was making like 250 a kilowatt self-genting, door knocking, like, it was, you it was do, money. Get, like, you're working to get that money up. You were working to get that money. Yeah. I mean, it was like, I, I needed, you need like five, eight deals a month just to make decent money. Um, yeah. T TV was just a quantity game. You know, it was easy to recruit wild. big teams. A lot of people could sell it. it. You know, I mean, there's low barrier to entry because obviously you can sell renters. And again, everyone just needed TV if it was like, for a cheaper TV. price. Yeah, and so it was, it was really that, easy like, to recruit super large teams for it. And that's honestly what's kind of nice about Solar's, just kind of you pointed out. You don't really need these huge 100-man teams anymore to make yeah. the same amount with, with a, you know, a quarter of the guys. Yeah, I mean, and it's just a beast, too. Like, it's a longer process. You're doing a lot of sales orgs, and, like, dealers have added their own, like, project management side just to make sure deals are going through and, like, I mean, you didn't have that with satellite, you know. Ouch! They showed up the next right, right yeah. then. Twenty minutes later, <laughs> Carlos had his ladder. Freaking shout out, Carlos! He was he was the man. So, mm -hmm. and, and so you know, not when we did transfer over to solar, you know, it didn't work out for everyone. We had to kind of obviously just let people go and evolve it as as what it was. And yeah, obviously, it's a little tough. We're we're not in maybe the, the most solar friendly market in Austin. Like outskirts, mm -hmm. of course, like Dallas and north of us are really nice. And so, yeah. still, I've I've seen definitely about eight to ten offices from other companies start up here and, and leave, and just to still be pumping along here in Austin, which is a great place yeah. to live, and still getting accounts has been pretty cool too. So yeah, just wave wave at them by as they're packing up and leaving town. See ya. See ya. Um, Shouldn't have said that. Now other companies are going to think that there's some territory open. Stay out of Austin. Coming, yeah, Austin <laughs> is terrible. I mean, there there are some difficulties with the utility there, right? Uh, the city is super strict. You have to be city approved. If you mess up on an install or two, they'll revoke it, and then the customer can't get their their solar. It's it's very very strict in the city, which is uh, exactly why people, even Tesla right now is revoked. Tesla is like, can't get their, I don't know, has their installs re, uh, revoked right. right now. It's not an approved participating installer, so. Which is not surprising to anybody in solar. It's, isn't it funny how much everybody in solar loves Elon and hates Tesla solar? Like that. Uh, <sighs> make it make sense. Make it make sense. Interesting. Yeah. Um, cool. So you, um, that, that was your whole story of transition to getting there. You've been in Austin a few years. Um, so you, how have you guys been adjusting to, you know, the recent market or trend that solar's been having? I, I think before we were talking, you were talking and you were actually up over last year, which is not normal. That's kind of interesting. I mean, I know you have an amazing marketing company you work with, but. Do a good marketing company now. Full, you know, full honesty, my team, my team as a whole is down. Me personally, I'm I'm up. So technically, mm. I'm still feel feel like I'm losing. You know what I mean? So yeah, it's, it's nice to have a little bit of a win, but the overall the overall win still isn't there. So, sure. um, you know, kind of just actually what we're talking about with Austin. Austin's one of these markets where you're not really able to save people money on mm. in year one with solar, anyways. 
Right. Um, so with that being said, we've already been selling the product yeah. with them costing them more. And so, yeah, instead of costing them maybe $10 more a month, it's costing them 20 to $25 more a month. But the same principles are already there to lay the groundwork. Hey, we're not saving you money day one. Versus you go to you know Houston, Dallas, some of these areas, you're saving them maybe 50 to $100 a year one a couple of years ago, which yeah. is just crazy amounts, which is pretty sweet. And so I think just... You know, again, the, the same sales process already that, hey, we know that we're not going to be saving you money, but here's where your endpoint will be on your upfront bill, and, and here's how we can make it happen for you guys. Easy. Is there, um, yeah, I feel like a lot of people that were really hurt by the trends, you know, those like bill swap markets or saving money markets. I mean, especially the guys like, I mean, the guys out there, you know, selling it. <laughs> five six bucks a watt like not not those days are over right now yeah, for sure I, I think um i mean it's interesting i always knew correction was coming to the solar industry i think it's just um interesting what correction looks like eventually like because i i don't think we've even really seen like the regulation and stuff really hit like it probably will um <laughs> It, it, I mean, it's 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 inevitable, you know what I mean? But still, you know, a lot of people obviously want to make the regulation, like how, how people are selling it. Obviously, there's complaints, class action. At the end of the day, though, too, you, you got to follow the money. And the money that's going behind these solar panels, these companies, these bills, our overall just, you know, dependence on, on our own energy far outweighs all those those negatives that we like to kind of highlight I feel like a lot more and yeah. so again it's it's following following the money I, I think we want to think there's gonna be a lot more regulation because there should like part of us our common sense says like this just doesn't add up this shouldn't right. work but in the grand scheme of things when we're looking at the the billions of dollars instead of the the tens of thousands of dollars there's there's no one wants to stop the train you know what i mean mm. like it's it's there's just too many pros behind everyone above it exception of the, those ran you know those those homeowners that do get taken advantage of and not to like try to like downplay that whatsoever because those people who are doing that you know throw them on the cross here but yeah. at the same time again there's just too big of an engine going behind this where some of these class act they're gonna let it slow down to the point what we're thinking yeah, I think it's interesting. Uh, I think a lot of it, it seems like nat it's going to be natural selection maybe more than market regulation. You know, like the, the businesses that constantly screw people over, you know, how many... I was talking to a buddy of mine. Um, he owns a solar company in Pennsylvania, and they... Um, what was it? They did like, they ended up like shutting most of their marketing down for like Q3 and Q4 because they were just struggling with making sales and they kind of cracked it. And it was like, yeah, we did 52 referrals last month. And I was like, well, like, you can't do that if you're screwing people. Like, that, like the things you lose long term by having bad business practices, I feel like market conditions are probably going to push those players out long before regulation does 
It's going to be a lot more of a referral-based, come-to-you product in the next three to five years. Like right now, especially here in Texas, we're pushing solar towards people. Ads, door knock, we're pushing it. But we're seeing now like people are interested in going solar. They're going to go solar from who their friends and family did. And then exactly, you want that reputation. You want to make sure you're still in business. You want to make sure everything's going well and so you get those referrals you get that repeat business and that's where i think things start really blowing up here yeah no i mean it's it's a lot of um a lot of i think the solar industry right now and i was um there were a few players in the past years i was actually like was suspicious like are they just acquiring clients like for service contracts um I'm not so sure about that theory anymore, but like, I think there's definitely, there's a long game in the solar industry that I think a lot of us just aren't seeing or realizing and probably. It's, it's all back behind the finance companies, like all the installers and product companies. It's really, it's really just a front for all these finance companies on what's going on the back end. And that's what's really going to always continue to drive what's going on here with us. You know, e- even with realtors, they always, oh, we're going to regulate realtors more. People get screwed over, commissions. Realtors are so protected because, again, the economy knows, the government knows, it pushes money. You know what I mean? It drives yeah. it. And so I, I think, again, with solar and these finance companies, there's just so much money where you're right. It, it might change a little bit, but, you know, Definitely the ones who are going to stay and put are just, you know, the ones who are getting their jobs installed, actually getting PTO'd, and then yeah. going to be getting the referrals in the future. No, that makes a ton of sense. So um, you kind of went, just to like recap your story real quick for the gram. We did um, supplement company in high school, went to door knocking, started a door knocking led a pretty big team and alarms and security and now yeah honestly i only did alarms for a year and then went to yep went to tv and went to satellite honestly quit quit my second summer i was actually a little little b word my second Mm. summer i was like i'm not doing door door quit my second summer went back and bailed hay and did construction and then i was sold back on door knocking i was like this sucks way worse i'll go knock doors again and then um so have kind of grown your team back in solar and a secret hidden market in Texas where the city's really strict. So don't try to go there. Absolutely. And, uh, you've been doing, uh, been getting into some real estate investing. I've noticed from your socials and, uh, would be interesting to talk about that. So is that kind of like your long-term play or just something you're doing in addition to? Weirdly enough, I mean, I'll be the first to admit I've made a lot of money in door knocking and I've had some of the coolest experiences. I feel like I'm in the top. I've had more experiences than my grandparents already. You know what I mean? Done a lot of cool ass shit. But yeah, I I was terrible at saving that money. You know what I mean? Mm. You put it in like stocks and stuff like that. And you can be all right with that. IRAs, but nothing really that was proficient with my money. And then once I got into real estate, um, you know, you you see people doing single family houses, which is great. Um, And then 
I have a really good buddy who I met in Utah, and, and he you you start in single family and you and you buy a lot of single family properties, but it's really hard to manage ten different single yeah. family properties. They all have different washer dryers. They're all in different locations, and what I've seen is. You know, people go to single family and then they end up trying to invest in apartment complexes. Hmm. And I was like, let's just skip a step and start investing in, a, in apartment complexes. And what's pretty cool is if you make at least $200,000 a year, um, you can be called what's called an accredited investor. And you can get on these giant, you know, 10 to $100 million apartment deals um, as an accredited investor and make way better returns and way less headache than you would buying you know houses making them airbnbs renting them out having tenants and so that was just kind of our way now is hey a lot of the and this is you know pre-tax so your 1099 says two hundred thousand dollars plus you can start getting in on these these great investments and it's just something if i knew once i was like 25 26 you know i could be a multi-millionaire by now um which would be great but and so that, that's what we're just trying to do so basically all we do we we look for an apartment that isn't charging it's uh it's kind of like a flip we'll you know repaint it redo some of the the rooms the appliances raise rents uh make it worth more money and then we'll we'll sell it in three to five years yeah i mean buy rents repeat buy an island yeah so you and you look at mark you know i mean austin's not the best market right now it's a little little used but markets like springfield missouri kind mm-hmm. of where then you know the the rents are still lower than what market rents are around the area. And you just kind of, so we go across the country looking at different places that we can find. Uh, they're just, again, under market rent, fix them up, put a little lipstick on them, raise rents over the next three to five years and sell it. And a lot of these apartment complexes, you can double your investment in three to five years. Yeah. And so unless you're just a great stock picker, which none of us are, um, <laughs> you're in sales and you think you're, you're good at stocks and crypto. I've seen it all a million times. You just read, read Tony Robbins, Money Master the Game. Great place to start. But if you want to just like diversify your real estate portfolio, I just it's just a lot of a safer bet, too. You know what I mean? Going into yeah. commercial, better, bigger uh, tax breaks and bigger I'm returns. The house and, I mean, honestly, with the way home rates are, apartments are... I think more people are being pushed towards rentals right now. That that's what it is. You already know the drill. And they're harder to build now. They're more expensive to, to build too. And so you find them in good location. Just and, and now that you say that, you'll you'll notice them. You'll you'll be like, oh, that used to be an old grungy apartment. Now it looks a lot nicer. Maybe redid yeah. the pool, gym, and rinse and repeat. Easy. Yep. So cool. it's it's pretty cool. So it's again it gives you opportunity. People usually the minimum investment on them are twenty five to one hundred thousand dollars, but you can put that money into it, and then again three to five years you're usually able to double it depending on the investment. Um, and you don't really do anything with these apartments either. So yeah, every, your your team takes care of it. Yep. There you go. Well, um, so any advice? Um, you let's 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 see if we can do this in an interesting way if you could talk to alex getting into selling solar like right when you got in what what words of wisdom would you have for yourself maybe somebody can benefit be honest i'm just gonna say what i told myself because i feel like everything's worked out pretty good for the most part um I think you, you really just need to find somewhere that has momentum. That's the biggest thing in, in sales is that you need to find a company that's growing and they're wanting to grow. 
Um, so you, you kind of got to ask around and you got to realize everyone's going to try to sell you, right? So make them prove it. Uh, you know, people tell you like, oh, they've done this many sales and installs. I, you know, it's it's not too crazy to ask for the paycheck. How, how many actually do they get paid on? What, what does it actually kind of look like if it's not too much to ask? Um, and, and I think you kind of just get into that and then just find a leader who is, is going to be able just to be available to teach you through that first month or two of you're just learning those new steps for it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like if you have those little questions, they can respond back to you in 30 minutes, not like the next day. So if you have a, just an active leader, uh, make, make sure your company proves it like it's actually legit. Don't get yeah. suckered into it. And I, I love companies that are local that are a little bit bigger. Now, there's always constraints with everything. Um, sure. But like a, a regional company, I feel like always does really good too. But everyone, you know, Freedom Forever freaking kills. I love Freedom Forever. They have a really good program going on. Um, some of these other bigger companies too. But locally, I feel like you kind of get your best bang for your buck. Yeah. Kind of everything like that when you have a local company. Makes sense. No, it's something about the local guys, they just, I, I think, care a little more when something doesn't go. Reputation is a little bit higher. It's easy, you know what I mean? There's, it's easier just to get a hold of your project manager or your people when you need to. I mean, everyone's in text message still. It's nothing like, not email chains and all that kind of stuff. So things just get done faster and yeah. a little bit it easier. It is hard, I, I think, because for a short term, I tried selling with some of the bigger names and it was kind of like, you know, the, the installer you're talking about has like 2.4 stars on Google and just like thousands of reviews. You're kind of just like, yeah, what do you do? What, what, do, you, what do you do right there? Oh, no, they're all, it's, it's from competitors. They're all yes. fake reviews on there. They're uh, the hate, you know what I mean? So, yeah, the, the reviews are, are crucial. And then, you know, even your reviews, like we said, the people we don't sell, it's the people, you know, those referrals, they look up your reviews. And so you want to make sure that at least you can, you can check those boxes. So mm-hmm. I, I really, I mean, that's a good thing too. If you're looking for a company, probably, you know, at least a hundred reviews and you want a 4.5 star and above um, and read through the reviews, like look if it's like employee reviews or if it's actually customer reviews, um, do a little due, due diligence if you're looking for a company. Yeah, a hundred percent. Um, so I, um, yeah, just want to thank you for being on today, man. It was a ton of fun. If people want to, um, connect with you for any reason, I think you already yelled out your Instagram handle. Shameless plug on the Instagram, but yeah, hit me up on Instagram, Alex Zebo, A-L-E-X-Z-B-O, fire memes, good pictures of my family. My baby's all right. He's kind of cute. I think everyone thinks their kids are cute, you know what I mean? But he, he might be a hideous how, goblin, how too. Is, how old is your son? He's 18 months. 18 months. How was fatherhood? Hey, fatherhood's great, man. They got yeah. got another one due end of January. So if you want to get motivated in sales, that's a, another shout-out. Find the right woman, y'all. Don't... Mm. Don't don't Very be playing fine. around. Find the right woman, and you, you can get, get your goals down and... The right woman, you make a lot of money. See, the, the old quote of my life is, you lose women chasing money, but... Wait, wait, wait. You lose money chasing women, but you'll never lose women chasing money. Mm. That's when you're single. But when you find the right woman, lock it down, you will be rewarded not only emotionally, but financially, too. It's easier just to budget and ball out, so... Yeah, no, that makes a lot of sense. I... Uh... 
my wife is a big tribute to a lot of my success. So they're the best, man. They're the I best. We'll, we'll do a, a wife wife podcast next. Yeah, there we go. Cool. Well, I appreciate you, dude. Um, been awesome having you on. We'll have you on again. Absolutely, brother. See ya. Peace.